0: there podcast explorers welcome to pit chat the podcast where we gather round toss in some hot topics and let the flames of conversation burn bright I'm Michelle and I'm Wayne and together we're your hosts on this journey through the sizzling landscape of current events sprinkled with a dash of mystery a pinch of the unexplained and a whole lot of fun
1: that's right Michelle We're not just here to talk about the everyday stuff. We're diving deep into the realms of the unknown, exploring UFO sightings, unraveling paranormal mysteries, and maybe even roasting a marshmallow or two along the way.
0: So whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join us as we stoke the flames of curiosity and bring you the hottest takes on the coolest conspiracies. It's like sitting around a fire pit with your friends, but with a bit of extraterrestrial excitement.
1: Each episode, we'll be serving up a blend of the latest headlines, intriguing stories, and a touch of the supernatural. From politics to pop culture, and from ghosts to government secrets, we've got it all covered.
0: And hey, if you've ever looked up at the night sky and wondered what's out there, or if you've ever felt a chill down your spine in a supposedly haunted place you're in the right spot
1: so grab a seat cozy up by the fire and let's spark some conversation this is pit chat where the ordinary meets the extraordinary get ready for a wild ride down the rabbit hole on an escalator Greetings, everyone, to a brand new, well, kind of a brand new show, Pit Chat, with your host, myself, Wayne, and Michelle. Michelle, (laughs) yeah. So we're branching out a little bit, and I know people probably have a lot of questions about what happened to Michigan UFO sightings and paranormal encounters (laughs) podcast. Well, that's one of the reasons why we change things, (laughs) because, you know, you have to have a iron lung to be able to say the name of the show now it's just pit chat so welcome everybody and welcome to everybody that's over on gemma's channel so uh we are double streaming tonight with um we're on our facebook group we're on our youtube channel and we're also on x and gemma is also streaming out so we're just gonna go ahead and get things started so once again welcome everybody and let's bring on our guest tonight it is the lovely The one, the only, Gemma J. Gemma, thank you for joining us.
2: Of course, thank you for having me. I'm so excited.
1: You are our first guest with our new branding, so we want to thank you for a last minute coming on and uh, joining us. And the last time we had you on, it was in April, and we were talking about your latest book at that time. So. What's been going on lately with you?
2: (laughs) Lots of interesting stuff. That book was the Shadow Entities book, the Shadow Entities Sleep Paralysis and Beyond. And I was working on another book about the Black-Eyed Kids, tentatively called Danger at Your Doorstep, which I just handed in. So that should be out in like the next month or so. That was a really hard one to write. It took me a long time, but it's definitely something I've been interested in for a long time. And other than that, I'm just still doing live Oracle and hanging out on my YouTube channel. Uh,
1: How are you getting ready for the uh, lovely holidays coming up?
2: (laughs) Well, I have a five-year-old, so definitely a lot of preparation and a lot of stealthiness.
1: (laughs) So I do know that, and Michelle wants to talk to you about some things, but I do know that you made a very cool announcement on Facebook just about six hours ago. Let's go ahead and break that right here, right now.
2: So I am really excited to announce that my books, Missing the Fae Theory, Encounters with Evil, 101 True and Terrifying Stories, which was the book of short stories, and then Shadow Entities, Sleep Paralysis, and Beyond are available on Audible now. And it is a beta program of um, AI, but I listened to it and it actually sounds amazing. And it sounds way better than I expected AI too. And I guess I uh, severely underestimated the AI, but it is available on Audible now. And that was a major milestone for me. So I'm excited about it.
0: Isn't it creepy that AI is reading your book?
2: It is a little bit. It is. Yeah.
0: You know, that's one of those. You know, I hear
2: dead people. So, I mean, AI is kind of (laughs) nothing.
0: That's one of those jobs I've looked into though, as far as like doing readings of books. So it looks like, you know, my my side job for in the future is going to be completely gone.
2: I wanted to do my own books at some point yeah. uh, once my name got big enough to be able to do so. But honestly, I can imagine like if they tweak what they already have in this beta program, it's going to sound exactly like a human being. I mean, there's the only difference I can tell is like there's not as much inflection with the AI. That's it. Otherwise, you'd think you were listening to an actual person. It's crazy. And I think AI yeah. has taken over a lot more than the uh, book narrations, unfortunately. Maybe you fortunately. Know that, that AI bit.
0: can get Morgan Freeman's voice, I guess, down to a pat. Then we're all in trouble. Lots of trouble,
1: for sure. Yep. So um, one of the things we always like to do when we have you on is talk to you about predictions for the next year and closing out the year and all of this good stuff and uh i know michelle wants to to ask you about that but first one second we've got ghost dragon sending in a super sticker ten dollars thank you ghost dragon you are awesome we really appreciate that thank you very much so predictions for the new year is it going to be wild and crazy what's the ufo world gonna look like here now with (laughs) ndaa getting signed in a couple weeks and this has been crazy
2: it it has been i mean i tend to stay away from the news right so i don't watch a lot of news um it kind of it's just not not good for me to do so but I'm not really so much a psychic as I am an oracle and a physical medium, but what I can tell you is what's going to be happening to people like us, to people who are searching for the truth and light workers everywhere, um, in the next, you know, basically in the next year, I feel like there's, you know, us light workers and then the people that I call the sleepers because they're really, you know, all human beings have light, but Some people don't work with it the way that we do, where we help others and we bring the truth to people and we're constantly searching for answers. So many of us in this community have been going through one thing after another, after another, and it's been hellish for so many people just wanting to really just abandon uh, the light and just kind of give up or just take a break. And I've seen with so many people and just with what's going on astrologically and what's going on with the energy. Is that with the the energy of January, which is rebirth, renewal energy for anyone who's been putting the work in for the rest of the year, it's still going to be kind of a slump month. And then I see in February, March and April, more as like spring comes in the end of January through that time, a lot of us feeling a lot more motivated and a lot more, quote, I don't believe in luck, but lucky things really starting to turn around in major and significant ways throughout multiple areas of our life. So it's not like you wake up one day and things are suddenly better, but you're either better able to deal with them, or you notice that things are happening a lot faster to get you to that point where you feel better. So the energy is definitely changing in a very positive way, just for the collective in general, where there's going to be more of us than there are of the people at the lower vibrations.
1: Now, you know, you bring up light workers and And higher vibrations, lower vibrations. I got to ask you, have you ever run into a person that has been one of those, what would be the opposite of a light worker, a dark worker or somebody that's working for a evil intent or something along those lines?
2: There's several different terms and different ways, but what I would most equate the opposite of a light worker to be would be what I call a dark spirit. And that's someone who comes here, see light workers, just like they're mainly regular human beings. And a lot of us find our calling and some don't. But we have like contracts. We have this contracted with the universe or with God, depending on what you believe and who you believe in. And a lot of the bad or negative experiences that we have throughout our lives, those are contracted events. And that can be the case in, you know, deaths and murders and all types of things that could happen to us. But then there are the dark spirits dark spirits are people who are so abhorrently dark that they're immediately reborn. There's no um, other side for them. They're just immediately reborn. Therefore, they're not able to make a contract, form a contract with anything. And they're kind of flying blind. They have no tether to the other side or heaven, as I call it. Um, And yes, I meet them all the time in my daily life. And it's actually one of the reasons that I really don't leave my house anymore. Um, There are so many of them now. And the thing with the dark spirits is they have the ability and I'm sorry, I have a cold guys. That's why I'm sniffling. Um, They have the ability to influence light workers to become like them, to bring them kind of down and take their light so that they're not alone in whatever it is that they're doing. So most even like serial killers, a lot of them are contracted for a specific reason with their victims and you know, that's why there's no punishment. But some people are not contracted to that they do it because they're dark. And I see them often, I see them all the time. And mainly, I see them kind of feeding off of manipulating and taking advantage of the lightest of light beings, Um, people with special gifts and abilities that light workers and the collective really, really need to be doing their job, whether they know what that is or not yet. I always say like when I was in addiction I was definitely under the influence of something like that that did not want me doing this here and sharing and helping people and bringing people into their own contracts into their own light they're everywhere.
1: Yeah, I've I've noticed it quite a bit. I don't know, Michelle, did you want to jump in on that? You've uh you, you... Like collectively with your school district and everything, there seems to be a, a very dark cloud that's been hanging over that. Well, we're
0: dealing with a shit show. <laughs> I, there's no, there's no nice yeah. way of putting it. So, and if I talk about a dark cloud, we've had multiple layoffs in a you know profession that you would think they talk about teacher shortage and you know people in education. And we, we've had a number of layoffs and probably more to come um, as they kind of muddle through the finances that were a complete train wreck over the course of the last year. Um,
1: I also see, see a change with the kids, though. Too, well, I year. see
0: a change with the kids that while well, the lack of respect has just completely um, over the years has deteriorated. Um, I noticed it right around 2005, 2005, there was a a shift. I don't know if it was the no child left behind. Um, but after my first five years of teaching, I started to see it go downhill more and more. Um, and as far as like dark energies and just horrific energies, um, I've, I've seen some out of the kids this year. I've seen some out of the parents this year. And, you know, I can honestly say this is one of those times that I wish I would have bought years towards my retirement because I would be doing something else in another year.
2: It's that a lot of the... um there was a major, major energetic shift in the year 2000. Obviously, it was a milestone year. And a lot of people don't realize it wasn't just because it was the year 2000. It was just something. I'm not an astronomer or an astrologer. I just know a little bit about that because of how it affected the energy. And unfortunately, a lot of the dark souls or the people being influenced by them, the dark spirits, are have come into power in that time mm-hmm. that you mentioned. So when you have the power corrupted, not making a political statement. I'm talking only about energy um, and a lot of people's energetic signature. So when you have the power shift from people, at least trying to do the right thing to people doing the right thing for themselves, it really does have to do with energy and the collective and light and dark. People don't really understand that there's a real spiritual war happening about three feet above where we lay our feet um, because that's where the other side actually is. And, you know, the other side isn't up and down. It's it's all around us all the time. And the more souls and especially like we workers that the other side claims, the more we're going to see this now, from what I understand, from what my guides told me is generation alpha, you know, uh, I'm a Zenial; I was born in 83, but generation alpha, which is the next generation, I believe, starting at 2012, I don't know the exact years and on, they are going to be the generation that pull us as a collective, out of this insanity that we're dealing with, no matter which side of the debates you're on, there's a lot of negativity, and we can all say that one way or the other. Generation Alpha is going to be our saving grace, uh, regardless, because that is what the universe is gearing everyone up towards. What's going on now sucks, but it was necessary for certain changes to be made, certain things never to happen again, and for people to start paying closer attention. We got very, very complacent in the early 2000s. And that's just, again, speaking energetically from what I see of the spirit realm and what I talk about with my guides.
1: Yeah, well said. Um, I've noticed with the kids, now I've only been teaching for eight years. Michelle's a 20 plus year veteran at this stuff, but I did a career switch and uh, I've noticed this year with the kids that and this could be due to COVID and lack of socialization or whatever, but I've noticed that a lot of the students aren't just like, you know, class clowns or, you know, they are really behind, but they're also malevolent. Like they are nasty. Like they, they've learned gaslighting. Yeah. They practice gaslighting and are just negative I mean, you can feel it. And uh, I think it was Tabin that talked about leeches, you know, calling these people leeches that suck the energy off of you. And we, Human talked, straws. yeah. And we talked about that on one of our previous shows that we did with you about psychic vampires.
0: Mm-hmm. And it
1: really just seems like that it isn't full force. Like I've never, I've never felt the heaviness. In my eight years of teaching, even down in Detroit, you know, really, you know, kind of you got to watch your step. But, oh, my God, is it different? Like, it's really different.
2: Yeah, it's I I know that my generation was allegedly the last generation of feral children. There was, you know, everyone gets a trophy and safe spaces and all that. And that really does change a person's will and a person's drive, even outside of energy. But, you know, they start with you know, And when there's no boundaries, there's no boundaries that can be drawn. Do you know what I'm saying? And things just keep going further and further. But like I said, a lot of it will change. Um, unfortunately, we've got many more years of it, at least, I think at least eight to ten more years of it before any real change even starts. Um, and a lot of that is the darkening of the soul, the darkening of more spirits before You know, that's why it's so important that people like us in this community get along uh, with one another, respect one another, and help one another to understand what this is really all about. Spiritual warfare is a very real thing, whether you don't have to be religious to buy into that. What I talk about, I'm very religious, but I don't talk about my religion on stream. I talk about just the spiritual aspect and angle of what is going on. There is a war, and it is for souls. Not to go to heaven or hell, yeah. but to be dark
1: seems, or to be light. Yeah, and it and it I, I I agree with you. And it seems like that they are really winning the the hearts and minds of the children. And I'm wondering if that's through like technology. And then when you it have is. the lack of socialization on top of a lot of broken families, hmm. right? You don't have anybody teaching the kids how to how to fight for what's right and protect themselves and
0: well we were talking about this earlier today with Hasbro so as far as tell Gemma what oh, yeah. you had said to me
1: so so Hasbro has laid off this year a total and and just within the last week they have laid off close to 1100 people bringing their total to about 1900 people for this year with more to come and the reason is, and everybody gets everything, you know, they're all up in a, a hoot and a holler about capitalist system, this, that, and the other, and who's to blame. Here's the deal. Kids are not buying toys anymore. There there are no good movies. I mean, I remember as a kid going to Star Wars and going, when's the next Star Wars toy coming out? Man, I got to get that. Kids are not buying toys anymore. It's, it's all electronics. And it, and it is
2: I'm sorry. I'm guilty of it too. I know with my, well, my five-year-old has literally three and a half rooms in my home filled with toys. So he's kind of like, he has everything, but I did say like, my mom was like, I'm not buying him toys this year. Like because he he just plays with them for five minutes and he wants, you know um, the newest game and he wants the newest electronic. And now I've kind of fallen into that trap as well, but he also sees his older siblings um, playing the games. It's, I think though, in that area, it's about like overseeing it. I think a lot of people and no judgment, but a lot of people used technology as babysitters when it first became a thing, like chat rooms and stuff, not realizing the dangers of it. And then as they got older, it was like fine too. Whereas it used to be, you shouldn't sit your kid in front of the television all day. Now it's like, you shouldn't let your kid, you know, screen time. I believe in screen time. I believe it's a thing, but you have to understand too, that there are so many Dark spirits who are using technology to in, to mm-hmm. infiltrate these children's minds, and I I don't know if it'll be irreparable damage. I don't I don't really believe that it will be because I know like with me, you know, I've come into this amazing ability and embraced it and help. I know I help people with it, and that's my goal. So I like to think that if you meet the right people, like I did, you can be brought into into the lightness and you can be kind of a force for good and it sounds I know it sounds so cliche and it sounds but we're dealing with a real crisis on our hands in more ways than what we
0: just see on the news I'm just wondering with these toy companies starting to go belly up and the increase in technology where is going to be the cutoff with kids as far as like imagination play and creativity. What is the age cutoff going to be now? Seven, eight years old. yeah. Because by that age, they're getting phones and tablets in their in their hands, and I'm guilty of it too. With Everybody's my, guilty with of my it. own child.
1: Yeah. So, but
0: I'm until just wondering. You,
1: you go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say until you step back and you you realize, or you meet somebody like Gemma who starts to explain it this is actual spiritual warfare this is this is yes. the weapons of the dark energy that's out there because um you know I I know of a child that uh, got very involved in discord right don't know who they're talking to they they say they're a kid they don't know who that person is and now that person has the child all confused about their their gender identity and this and that and everything else. And of course the child is coming from a place of, you know, a home with a divorced family. Cause you know, it's so vulnerable. easy to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Very vulnerable, open to suggestion. And, and then here, I mean, that could be a Chinese AI bot. Yeah. I mean, we just only- saw how, how AI can impersonate dead people. So you can have yeah. conversations with them.
0: But that child thinks that, those who are on discord are their friend. Exactly.
1: everyone's
2: their friend, and that's yeah. the same thing with my little guy. The only person that is allowed to play games with him. I have him completely privatized, completely blocked. no one can friend request him. he cannot friend request anyone else. and he's not even allowed to like be in games where you can speak back and forth publicly, like to play online, I guess it's called is Ghost Dragons. He's the only person that's allowed <laughs> to play uh, video games with my five year old and, Uh, My son gets upset with me, but you know, I'm like, you're lucky that you're even allowed to, to play these games because little kids come from a place of innocence. And there's one thing that darkness loves more than probably maybe even the light. And that's innocence to mold a light being a child into darkness before it even notices that it has light. It really, really is spiritual. If I were to be able, you know, if I was talking about my religion, I would call it the devil or demon or whatever. Um, it is just pure darkness. And the result of that is not going to hell. It's just not. I've been a medium my whole life. I know what is on the other side. Okay, There are exceptions, one exception. And the one exception is if you completely snuff out your own light by being a horrible person, doing horrible things, manipulating children, manipulating other people to follow your dark path, you will simply be reborn without that connection that spark of the divine that spark of the universe being you're not tuned into the collective so all you have is chaos and and that type of energy so you wreak havoc on the world and i think what happened was around the year 2000 something happened i don't know what it was and it it changed so many people it took out so many of our light workers Um, and they then ended up influencing more and more, and we lost a a lot for our team at around that time. So now all of those people are now coming into power or their children that they taught or groomed are now coming into power. And that's what we're dealing with now. But like I said, from what I understand, generation alpha is going to pull us out of it, but generation alpha, the youngest of them won't be 18 for, I think at least another 10 years another decade where it's just going to get worse. I mean, it's not getting better. That's why we have to do what we can in this community and communities like this um, to to really, really help one another. Um, And whatever way you can, whatever your gifts are, you know, it doesn't matter. we, We can't all be doing the same thing, but just being willing sometimes to listen to someone I've noticed goes like so It means so much to people now just to have someone really listen to them when, you know, when I was growing up, it was like, (laughs) I feel so old saying it, but like, we didn't have cell phones until I think the first, like first ever carry around model of cell phone came out when I was like 19 and it would cost so much money. So yeah, my husband is a boomer and he said that he had one of the first ones in the seventies and it came in like a suitcase and he had yeah. to carry it. Like I was like, I don't even know, like how cancer know. from the
1: radiation of the battery. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's why he doesn't look a day over forty, right? Because right. it was just simpler. It preserved
0: simpler
2: them. It no, did. I it had my to
0: my, my it first one was, was, was a little Nokia phone that I could play Snake on. Yes. That was the only. Yes. That was the only thing.
2: Did you just say snood?
0: No, Snake. It was that was little game Snake game. Snood.
2: And I love it. And nobody else knows. I'm like, no, but no, we've got to, the technology's got to, <clears throat> I think it's going to become a lot more. Um, I don't know. I, I'm hoping it becomes a lot more restrictive, but then again, I don't think that that that's going to be where the change comes. I think it's just going to come from the goodness of the people in charge and the people using it. You know, I watched, um, and again, like, I won't mention the exact place, but most of you will know what I'm talking about. There was someone who escaped a place where there is a dictator and people are generationally incarcerated and and she said this dictator came into power by telling us that don't worry i'll make everyone equal they cared so much about equity that they forgot about everything else that makes people the differences that make us who we are and what we are and how great it is they were so laser focused on equity that they all blindly just ended up in this horrific dictatorship and that's what scares me and that's one that's one of the things like I don't like watching the news or listening to it at all and uh, I try to get the news from my guides or like the spirit teams that I pull in when I'm reading sometimes I'll keep some of them around like I'll do someone's reading and if their team seems kind of cool or like they have more to teach me I'll be like hang around and then afterwards I'll have a conversation there because I I'm like becoming terrified of people. I'm becoming an actual recluse.
1: Yeah. I I mean that, I could see that happening with people in if things don't start changing, you know, for the positive, if things don't start flipping, I could see more and more people starting to suffer from that because you don't want to be out in there where you are constantly having to fight that negativity. And, and, you know, you, you brought up the religious aspect of it, but all religions and philosophies throughout the ages have talked about this constant battle yin and yang. You know, yep. uh, everybody has talked about this in some form of another because it's like the human psyche aspect of it on top of spiritual forces of things that we can't explain which is really, you know, it's really interesting, but man, you, you know, those people that walk in the room and they suck the energy right out of you. Like I was just
2: going to say that whether you're aware, like I am, I'm walking through the grocery store and now I've noticed recently, I'm not only seeing all of the dead people there, all of spirit that's there. I'm also now seeing, whereas if I were in a grocery store and I'm, there were a hundred people in there 10 years ago maybe two or three would have really severe dark or or dare i say demonic attachments now and ghost dragons when he and i get together physically you can even ask him there's like 75 out of 100 have something disgusting and dark and demonic just following them around literally like that's why i say human straw literally using them as a straw and you can see the person the, the more or the stronger this entity is that's attached to them, the more chaos they are now thrown into. It, it is almost a constant battle for me when I leave my house to protect myself from not only seeing that, but from taking any of it on. And that's why, I, I mean, I really only go to the grocery store and um, to visit my mom every once in a while, because I don't want to see it anymore. It's terrifying. And once those attachments can see that I see them, I become a threat Um, because God, you know, God forbid I should warn somebody and I've tried warning people. Uh, they don't usually believe you and they kind of just look at you like you're a coop, but that's the influence of the spirit. It's, it's so complex, but at the end of the day, it's so simple. You just have to do what you know in your heart is the right thing to do. It really is that simple guys. Like love is, is literally the key. And I think we've lost sight of that a really long time ago as human beings. I mean, really long time ago.
1: Well, everybody, just so you are aware, if you're listening to this on the audio podcast, we are here with Gemma Jade and we got about 30 minutes left with her. And make sure you guys go to Gemma's channel if you haven't already and go and subscribe, become a member to her channel as well. Uh, Do that sharing out comment on everything for both of us we would really appreciate it especially since we are rebranding our show and we've got the lovely Gemma Jade here to help us with that now Gemma you talked about a new book yes yes and we're talking about kind of these malevolent children mm-hmm. running around right now
2: <laughs> and there's
1: in this folklore that's been around for ages mm-hmm. called the black-eyed children do you want to jump into that a little bit and oh i would love to
2: i would love to so the black Eyed kids for me um about i think it was maybe 2015 or 2016 i was kind of just lounging around and i happened to be flicking through the channels and i saw an episode of monsters and mysteries in america where they had the brian bethel story which some people think is the original story ever of the black-eyed kids which is how a lot of people ended up thinking it's an urban legend um I found cases that go back to like the 17th century. I found a case and it's in the book but I can't remember it off the top of my head where there were like tribes that would build statues of beings. Now these beings don't look like any sort of extraterrestrial that we know of yet or that I guess most of us don't know of, but they always had obsidian eyes and the eyes were made of pure like obsidian crystal or they were uh, drawn in as all black. Um which is kind of like extraterrestrials. But if you think of what they had to go through to go and like find those gems, uh, depending on where they were to make make sure that these images of these very small statured, kind of child looking or childlike um, entities that they were coming into contact with, that they were claiming were um, taking down whole villages, people were going into the woods. I believe one of the Native American, tribes calls it Akhtar or Akhtarn. It's in my, again, it's in my book um, where there would be a child that wandered too far off into the woods and the child would come back and the child's eyes would be completely black. The child would be completely pale. And then the next thing, you know, that entire uh, village or whatever it was had, you know, was dropped, were dropping like flies or disappearing. And I thought that maybe the people disappearing were actually just turning into other black eyed kids. And I explored so many different realms that I thought could be the cause of the Black Eyed Kids. I used to think that maybe they were people or children who went missing in the woods and weren't found for centuries just coming back. I started to think that maybe they are the hybrid, like a hybrid gone wrong, visiting their um, earthly parent. But then it's like, to what ends? I don't trust any of the stories uh, at all none of the stories of people who have claimed to have let them in um I just don't I know there's one really popular one about an old couple in a snowstorm that was allegedly like documented that and that people were interviewed I intuitively that didn't it just didn't feel right to me um but this legend has been going it goes back centuries if not to the beginning of time and I was scared to write too much of the book at one time until my deadline kind of caught up with me. Um, and that's why I love Beyond the Fray Publishing, because they're amazing. They're like, OK, it's not done. You're good. You know, but I'm like a perfectionist. I had to have it done at my deadline and I, I didn't want to take you more time. But I was afraid because I also discussed in the book, and I think I discussed it in the Shadow Entities book as well, where the more you research and look into these types of things, anything uh, lower vibrational, occult like, you could be Uh, researching Satan for, you know, research purposes, you're going to bring some of that element of that energy in. And I was terrified that my non-believing husband was going to open the door and just be like, oh, it's kids and let them in. And I was really, really scared. Um, But I found cases of people who like had experiences with the B.E.K. but didn't even know it until like two weeks later when they realized, uh, you know, oh, my God, like, That missing hour, I was with the black, like, and these are, a lot of them came from personal, like, people that I've built a rapport with throughout the years that were like, yeah, I have a story like that. Or people I know personally here in Jersey. So I tried to only stick to the encounter stories that rang true to me or that could be backed up. You know, it's really hard to fact check someone's black-eyed kid encounter. The best I could do was feel it out intuitively and see if it felt right to me. But um, I'm really proud of this book. I think it's probably my favorite one I've done so far just because I was so excited about the research. Once I saw the Black Eyed Kids um, on Monsters and Mysteries in America, before I ever wrote a word as far as being an author, before I ever... Yeah, I didn't even know what... I don't think YouTube was at that time in my life. um, I did as much research as I possibly could. I could not get enough of the subject. I also didn't know you could pull it in, you know, by by researching, I was incessant. So to get to write a book about it, um, I put my heart and soul into it. And I'm just really excited about it.
0: Traveling near New Boston, Michigan, hungry? Well, then you need to check out New Boston Coney and Grill Tucked Away at 37005 here on River Drive with daily specials, homemade soups and desserts, and a staff that makes you feel like family. You will not be disappointed. Give them a try for dine-in or carry-out at 734-606-5313. You can find their page, including their menu on Facebook. Bon Appetit!
1: Yeah, that, that's awesome. I, you know, with our conversation that we were just having now, I'm wondering if these black eyed kids are the embodiment of this darkness that has gotten through a a child and is expressing through the child at this point. I mean, it's just, I, I've heard many stories about these, these black eyed children and uh, I, I don't know. Has there ever been a fatality linked to them or some kind of damage, like injuries or something linked to them?
2: Yeah. So um, fatalities, no, but I do believe that they cause some sort of either fatality or at the very least disappearances. So there have been crimes and I didn't have enough information on it to talk about in my book, but I'm glad you kind of brought it up because um, it's something I've been throwing around in my head a little bit. Where, you know, there are lots of cases of people that turn up deceased in the woods and outside of the woods um, every single year, where they're like, we just can't explain what happened here, you know, and there's carnage and there's and it's just like these are unsolved murders, right? Um, if you look throughout, you know, the world even, and I only look throughout this country of a lot of unsolved, really sadistic seeming or even occult-like murders that took place in homes. A lot of them have a ton of the same elements to them where it's like there were no signs of an intruder, but they never found any evidence at all. There was no blood left behind. And you think in that much carnage. So there's a lot of uh, uh, a lot to it. But what I'm thinking is, did the black eyed kids get in? Did they get in? And is this what they do? Now, there's a part of me that thinks probably not, maybe not, because they seem to be energetic feeders. They seem to be energetic feeders. There's a story that I covered in the book. A mother was driving with her 10 or 12 year old son and she pulled over to run real quick into like a little bodego type convenience store and grab like milk and bread. And um, <clears throat> this case was actually documented. The witnesses were interviewed by, I believe, Nick Redfern or David Weatherly. They're two people that I trust. So I went with the story and she came out and she, you know, just got in her car, kind of on autopilot, you know, like like we all do. You run in, you come out, you're in a rush trying to get home. And she just went to adjust her mirror and saw a black-eyed, pale-faced child with its arm around her son. The son was eight or ten. Ten was the older that it would be. Um, and she she just got so scared, she jumped out, pulled her son out, and dragged him back into the store. And she was so hysterical that she... Couldn't even tell the clerk like what was going on. So he was going to call the cops. She's like, no, no, no. Let me just call my husband. So she calls her husband. She's like, listen, I'm not explaining right now. I'll explain when we get home. Come and just drive my car home. I don't want to be in my car. I will drive your car home. He's like, okay, that, you know, it's weird, but we are going to talk about this when we get home. She's like, whatever. She takes the son home in his car. He drives her car and doesn't make it home. He ends up in the hospital. He had a car wreck. And he said the reason he wrecked was because he smelled a foul odor, became a, extremely dizzy, and just lost consciousness. Uh, he survived. And then the sun, and this is, this, what happened to the sun is something I see over and over again happening in cases of people who have had physical contact with the black-eyed kids. So they come in and grab a cup of hot cocoa from you. Or they touch your doorknob and you touch your doorknob. Like, there, there's some sort of energy, energetic exchange there where, the kid got really deathly sick and the doctors couldn't figure out what it was, but then they're like, this is weird. You know, he's got signs and symptoms of measles. So they start treating the measles, but it's not the measles anymore. Now it's uh, something to do with the stomach. So then they start treating that, but then it's not that anymore. Then it's something different. This went on for about 18 months until finally they had their church do like uh, an exorcism over the boy and like a prayer circle around this boy. And then he was healed And he went on to live a normal life and they never saw the kids again. I've also noticed that the kids only usually make one visit. It's not I've never seen anyone say I've repeatedly encountered black eyed kids. Um, So, yeah, they make you very, very, very sick if there's any sort of energetic exchange. And I don't know if that's what they feed off of or if their end goal is to kill you. I think it's to corrupt you.
1: Is there any chance that these kids could be linked to the Fae? I mean,
2: yeah, there is. I didn't even cover that angle in my book because it didn't even occur to me, to be honest with you, because I had so many, like each chapter is just a different angle. That's that's how many different theories are out there. But yeah, I guess they could be. I mean, we have changelings, right? And I, I spoke about changelings in my first book where basically the fae will come in and give you a sickly fae child and take your healthy human child and you'll never see it again. Or they'll make it super smart in literature and music and the arts and then give it back to you randomly one day. Um, We don't know why they do that, but they do. Um, I mean, it could be, but honestly, what, what, see I go with my gut and I know a lot of people don't like that because it's just, it's just my feeling, but like as a medium, as someone who deals with spirit the explanation that seems right to me is that there is something extraterrestrial going on. I don't know what it is. Um, I also found a, an encounter with a white eyed, white eyed kids. I found several, but there was one where the guy finally got sick of the black eyed kids pounding on his door. He went and grabbed his gun with the door open with the gun aimed. And it was a white eyed teenager said, where'd they go? And he was like, "I I, I don't know. And they're like, you won't be hearing from them anymore. No more visits from them anymore. And the white eyed person walked off and he was just like, okay. And he moved because he was so freaked out by not only the black eyed kids, but now this white eyed, the white eyed kid thing is a whole different phenomenon that I've discussed on my channel, but that I wouldn't have nearly enough to write a book about. But I think it's something extraterrestrial. And I do think it's something to do with hybrid.
1: Okay. The reason I was thinking Faye is because when you were talking there and you exactly when you mentioned something about the black eyed kids, uh, multifaceted Jules had put the faith theory is an exceptional read as well. Yeah, we have we have that book, but it jumped out oh, at yo. me like, uh, uh, you know, this is maybe this is related in some way, but there is there seems to be that extraterrestrial connection.
2: Um, so man. Tabin said something, I, I'm so sorry, but I don't want to forget because that's really interesting what he said. He said, but why do they want ketchup for their apple? So that's a really well-known story where um, it, it the BK in some way, shape or form asked for ketchup for the apple. They also asked to use a phonograph. If you look at situations with the men in black, who a lot of people think are extraterrestrials, they do the same thing. They are using a fork to do their hair, uh, kind of like the Little Mermaid bit. Or they're trying to drink jello or they're doing strange things with food when offered a glass of water. One guy just went like this and threw it in his face. Um, And they're very robotic. Same thing. And some people even think that there's a connection there where like they're the children of the men and women in black. But I'm just like we're assuming now that outside supernatural or extraterrestrial forces procreate like we do. And we really that's a hell of a jump to to make. So sorry to interrupt you. But that was uh, that caught me.
1: Well, Andrew and Gnome's Trucking Express (laughs) also mentioned this, and I wanted to bring this up where uh, he mentions that, uh, and with black eyed kids, the clothing is outdated, seems like, Mm -hmm. or not well known.
2: Yeah. I've seen a lot of cases where the clothing was described as outdated, um, either that or really raggedy. And during the research for my book, I actually came across several. Uh, moms, and I say moms because moms know we know what our kids are wearing, especially our younger kids. Like, I could tell you if something belongs to my five year old or not, and he has three dressers and an entire closet full of clothes. I know every piece because I bought most of it. That the kids are holding either an identical doll to the person's child or has the same exact outfit that their child wore to school that day on, trying to be like, look at me. I'm just like your child. Don't you want to help me? How could you leave me? stranded out here but i just don't get it like i know that other creatures like just by some universal law or again if you believe in god it's a it's god's law where um anything evil or or of that nature has to have something about it that is different to tip a human off but normally like the devil will have something underneath clothing or something that we can't see do you know what i'm saying these kids just haven't seemed to get it yet that you know, their eyes are a dead giveaway. And there's it never fails that w- the the one that's the younger of the two or the younger of the three looks extremely nervous. There was a case that I covered where it started, like, obviously faking crying. Going, like, <laughs> looking to see if, like, the human was, you know, it was moving them and then not. Then, like, <laughs> and just kept doing that. Like, they were not... And I've jokingly said one time, I wonder if that's what the white eyed kids are, where the black eyed kids are like, oh, okay, we need to get this eye thing together now. But instead, they went the total opposite direction. You know, the the demons, there's a demonic hierarchy that I know very well from my life of seeing them. Um, And that's another thing to consider. The white eyed demons are the highest of the high and the black eyed demons are the lowest of the low. And there's seven or eight different uh, spectrum of colors that, that run through those two, but I just don't get a demonic feel. I mean, I do, but I get like an extraterrestrial demonic feel. All
1: right. So Gemma, we've got you for about 13 more minutes. And I know Michelle, I told Michelle to come up with some stuff to ask you. And she really just had like a main concept she wanted to talk to you about. And that was what Michelle
0: you're gonna to have to refresh my memory because I forgot. <laughs> I ran out shopping before the show, so.
1: About, uh, uh And I don't, I don't have for... till
2: exactly nine. I mean, I have a few extra minutes oh, with you guys, so. Yeah,
1: you know, we all just, want to do. I think
0: it. Well, no, it was more about I wanted to know what Jenna felt about the vibe of
1: 2024, or any of your yeah. your spirit contacts, anything from the other side also like have they pointed to anything coming up hopefully that's a little bit more positive in the future and for 2024 um, I've noticed personally like I said there seems to be a lot more darkness and dark things happening the sun seems to be getting really active with a lot of stuff and there's all of this new UAP you know we're just being inundated with people interested in in aliens and this stuff is in the news now constantly the ndaa with the uh, uap disclosure thing the meetings all of this stuff and it seems like we're on the precipice of something huge but i don't i i've got a feeling like it's dark it's something dark that's happening so that's kind of my take and i'll turn that over to you for this last little bit
2: Okay. So the one thing I was hearing when you were talking is um, just over and over again of like, be careful where you get your information. Be very careful where you get your information. So what I'm kind of seeing is like, yes, there are um, species of extraterrestrials that are good and of light and that want to help us, but there's the Galactic Federation and there's that whole thing where they can't violate the laws. Now the darker, more sinister species of extraterrestrials, and I'll just use reptilians for an example. Um, they, it's they're not really allowed to violate it, but they will trick humans into the violations. So they will present themselves as, you know, a celebrity and be like, "Yeah, you know, I can make you rich and famous. Just sign on this dotted line." And then when the Galactic Federation says you're you're taking this person's light, it says, "Look, signed, signed." You know, they signed it away. Um, it's like making a deal with the devil um, in in today's modern society. But for 2024, unfortunately, there's going to be tiny shifts in the individual lives of us light workers, people searching for the truth, people responding and reacting in love and with light and through peace. But until we get enough people where those little things are happening in our everyday lives. It, there's really not going to be any major change. As far as something really big coming, I see governments, a government in particular, that is really wanting to use the whole extraterrestrial angle and how interested people are to do another kind of sleight of hand where it's like, they're coming and y'all better stay inside or uh, let's go to digital money just in case, you know, the ETs come tomorrow. I see a lot of that in the future. Um, I don't know if that's going to be 2024, but I definitely see governments and people of authority jumping on the bandwagon of, okay, well, you know, we don't need to actually tell them the truth. We can use this to our advantage. Let's make them scared. Let's And I I do see that, which is why I think my guides were like, tell them to watch where they get their information from. Always go by your gut, by your own instinct and what you feel. And that's just not with the extraterrestrials, guys. I can't stress enough. I always use Bob as an example. If 15 of your friends and your closest family members tell you, this is my friend, Bob. He's amazing. He's done so much for me. Such a great guy. And as soon as you meet this person, you're like, got to get away from this. I don't like this person. Trust your own self. Don't worry about making others uncomfortable if you're not doing it out of some misguided need to hurt that person. Um, enforce your boundaries. Narcissism is that uh, uh, narcissism itself, let alone narcissistic <laughs> tendencies, is running rampant. We have this, um, and I'm kind of just channeling this. So uh, we have this main character syndrome going on in our our um, society today where everyone is the main character of their own story and you kind of have to dance around them. You're just there to be a part of their show. We really have to try very hard not to get sucked into this. We have to stay open and not become more cynical and more closed off to the light because that is what's happening good people light workers people that are trying to help and do good teachers people in that type of profession specifically who you know the molding uh, i just heard the molding of young minds is a sacred charge to not become jaded or so down that you allow that darkness that's taking everything over that's causing it in the first place to affect you so much that you're not doing your job which is not only teaching, but spreading light, guiding light workers, bringing people together. That is like the universe test of faith for people like you guys, people like us, people like me. How much are we going to give into the darkness? Or are we gonna wake up every day and just say, I will do my best not to let it affect me. I'm still gonna go about doing what I'm doing. And you know what? I always tell people, if you don't like what I cover, if you don't like what I have to say, if you don't agree with me, you guys are, you know, feel free. Um, don't don't watch. But if you need me for anything, I will be here for you. If you sincerely want to help and change your life and know what I know and learn from me, I will guide you to the best of my ability. Um, and I don't let the trolls get me down. And I think we just need to take that idea and put it more into life. I know January is probably not going to get much better, but February, March, and April, I do really see an upswing in people People getting fed up where like silent majorities are going to start speaking out and speaking up. And I do see December for as little as I do see December, January, February of next year. There's going to be something that happens possibly in November of this year, especially in the United States. I don't know, though, but something that happens um, towards the end of the year this year or next year, 2024, that is going to be a complete and total overhaul of the system. And everything that's been undone in the past however many years is going to slowly start being rebuilt until eventually. And that's going to continue until eventually Gen Alpha starts taking more control, becomes adults, moves into their own. We have a decade of hell and a lot to rebuild. And do I see it happening this year? Not really so much. But next year, definitely.
1: Okay, Gemma. We just can't give up.
2: We just can't.
1: Well,
0: and we've got an election year. So you said government.
2: That's why I said, maybe in the oh, November, yeah. that's what's going to be the switch. I mean, I didn't see that. That's not what spirit said, but that's my human interpretation of maybe that'll be it. All
1: right, Gemma, before you take off, I yes. have to, I, because I trust you of all people to have your, your, your connection to that other side and being able to tap in whether it's your intuition or whatever, you've been spot on with me and Michelle many times. So I, I got to ask you this, and and I just want you to jump in with the first thing that comes to mind. Was COVID okay. training for this thing you were talking about?
2: Which thing? I'm sorry.
1: The 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 alien invasion stuff. Yes. Was
2: Yes. I don't, I don't, I think that they wanted to see, yes, how they could divide and conquer, how easy it was going to be. And you know what, everything that's going on right now. And again, this is just, what's coming through is this division, this, this, this is so that they can get us even more under control. Now I lean a certain way. I don't deal with conspiracies. Do you know what I'm saying? This is just what I'm saying. If anyone that knows me knows, this is not something I would normally say. I would just say, I don't know, but, uh, interesting that yes, it was, it, it was something much, much smaller than what it was made out to be. They wanted to test control and next going to be the digital money. And what I, what I saw about that, I'll tell you guys real quick. It, it shocked me where they're going to be like, oh yeah, but you know, uh, from now on, you know, just to keep things, you know, um, so that, you know, a, B and C doesn't happen. You can only withdraw a hundred dollars from your account on a uh, weeks, week two and four of you every month. Uh, You don't like it. Sorry, but it's digital money now. So we cannot let that happen. Um, That's going to take a lot more undoing. Regardless, it's going to be undone. It's just a matter of is it going to be one decade or like between 10 and 15 years or is it going to be 40 to 50 years that we have to undo all of this? But by the end of the year, we should see major changes starting where like there's the whole entity, a whole government behind undoing everything that's being Done now, and that has been for so long. And yes, that absolutely was training, and they have more to come. They're going to use disclosure as scare tactics and and scare mechanisms. So, guys, watch where you get your information because there's going to be a lot more uh, mis misleading when it comes to the UFO alien phenomenon going forward, especially this year.
1: And that's the problem that I have with this whole disclosure Mm -hmm. thing, especially coming from the government, is because we have all these people who are telling about stories that were told to them and this, that, and I was told this by that person, this, that, and the other. Okay. Where is it where somebody come forward? I mean, like literally you're talking a government full of hundreds of thousands of people. Somebody had to take something and give something pictures, video, something, there's no way that all of this can be compartmentalized and stuff. If this was really going on. Right. I'm just,
2: and how many, witnesses, do you have, like, I know people that I trust that said that their stuff got stolen from them while they were out one day or after getting a visit from the men in black. I believe the men in black are like sleeper cell type people. I don't even believe they're extraterrestrials. I believe they're real people who are just in some sort of sleeper state um, and being, you know, doing someone else's bidding. But you're absolutely right. I mean, we just have to not be as gullible as we've been. We being the collective. So many people are so gullible and so susceptible and vulnerable. And that's why we have to be the honest voices. Even if we end up with sometimes egg on our face, I've had to come back and be like, I don't know why I said that, but that was what I thought at the time, but that wasn't. And I do not hesitate to say when I'm wrong or when I misunderstood, because when I'm wrong, it's because I misunderstood something I heard. It's not spirit telling me the wrong thing. It's I misinterpreted it. We have to be able to do that too in this community And we have to be able to respect the other people that we work with and not have all this division just in the community on such a small scale. You know, I don't like that person because I don't like, you know, the way she looks. And I don't like that guy because I don't like the sound of his voice or that person has more subscribers. It's just, we can't do that. We're just helping them along.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, it has been an awesome night tonight and having Gemma Jade, come on with us for our rebranding first show last minute texting her last night. Can you come on? She's like, yes, I will. Come on. So we had her for an hour. So Gemma, before you take off the name of the new book and possibly when it's coming out.
2: So tentatively, most likely the name is going to be danger at your doorstep, terrifying encounters with the black eyed children, but that may be too long. So it may end up being something else. And I'm hoping that it- too
1: long of names, <laughs>
2: yeah yeah so you guys get it um but i'm hoping that'll be out the second or third week of january but i will definitely be keeping you guys updated and posted and guys check out audible for the first three books and also kindle and paperback on amazon um
1: yeah awesome all Thanks, right guys. thank
2: you so much
1: yep thank you very much and it's an hour and one minute and we promise to get you out of here in an hour so thank you for joining us
2: You're well. I'm sorry, I gotta say happy birthday to Deirdre. That's all. Yes, thank you. (laughs) Thanks for having me, guys. All right, right.
1: have a great night. Bye bye. All right, hey, everybody. Um, I know this is kind of on the shorter end of the show, but man, we absolutely love having Gemma Jade on. We want to thank all of you for joining us tonight. We had a lot of people watching. Make sure you go over to her channel and support her channel and ours as well. You know, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, uh, leave a comment below, become a member. I mean, help us out. And we were going to be getting a lot more people on the show. And, uh, This is something Michelle and I had thought about for a long time about rebranding and stuff.
0: We wanted to be able to have a show title that would travel with us just in case we did not stay in Michigan.
1: Yeah. And we wanted something shorter, Uh, but we're going to record a video and release it in a few days. Um, That kind of explains everything that's going on. And uh, yeah. So once again, everybody, Thank you very much for joining us tonight. Uh, It's been an awesome time. And keep an eye out. Make sure you hit that notification bell, by the way. Uh, So when we get ready to go live and I set up a live show, you guys will all get notifications. But um, 2024 is going to shape up to be one of those wild years again. I'm just glad 2023 is about ready to get out of here. So, yes, please. <laughs> yes, please. All right, everybody. Thank you once again. Much love. We love you all. Ghost Dragon, we see you out there, Diane, boss, all of you. Uh, make sure you guys stay for the credits at the end because this is where we put all of our supporters. So, once again, thank you, everybody. And Ghost Dragon, by the way, man, look, we don't need you to get a part time job for these super chats that you are sending us, but We appreciate it. And thank you very much for those. So with that, everybody, I think it's time for us to go. Michelle, have a great night, everyone. Have a great night. And remember, you guys know what to do. We're still doing it. Keep your eyes to that sky.